Welcome to Unchenu and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream. Tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world from different backgrounds and niches of expertise who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? How would you feel if you can turn your passion into a full-time income business? Attract your sole clients with ease and flow and hit five-figure months consistently. All by creating a soulful, successful business without having to hustle or work a thousand hours like crazy. Take Your Business to the Next Level is an exclusive one-to-one VIP program designed for five women who are ready to let go of what no longer serves you. Let go of the flashy strategies that don't spark your soul and step into a new you doing all the things you love. With Take Your Business to the Next Level, you will learn easy, simple, and effective mindset and business strategies designed exclusively for you. Strategies aligned to who you are and the business you're creating. Say goodbye to this crazy year on high, doing a happy, happy dance and making a bigger impact. For more info on how I can help you take your business to the next level, keep an eye on your email inbox or check out the link in this podcast to book a free strategy call and find out if this is for you. Let's make it happen, queen. Let's make your wildest dreams come true. You've got what it takes. Love, light, be yours truly, Maria. Hi, everybody. I'm like, you're going to love this podcast. I haven't even started it. We've been talking for 10 minutes with Trista Polo, and I'm already loving her. Absolutely loving her. The energy is unreal. Trista, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So happy to be here. <laughs> I'm delighted. Trista, the reason why I'm kind of laughing is like, Trista's standing up. I'm do, we're doing this video, and I'm like, are you standing up? And she was like, yes, I asked you before if we're going to do a <laughs> recording. And I'm like, if we're going to do video, because this is what I do when I do video. And it, I, it, the energy completely changed, guys. If you haven't <laughs> done it before, I highly suggest you, right? Trista, it changed. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does because you don't get complacent when you're standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to do your little dance, you know, you get to motivate yourself again and all that. That's right. <laughs> little Wonder Woman stance if yeah. I'm feeling like I'm losing my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Trista, I'm going to introduce you. You are an entrepreneur coach, but we're going to, uh, she's going to take this stage now and introduce and tell us about herself and how she got started and how she helps people. So we'll get, we'll get all the way through that. Okay, Trista. Sure. Yes, I'm happy to. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for, boy, a while now, over 15 years. It started out, I was a real estate appraiser. That was the first entrepreneurial venture. I was so proud of myself. I owned my own business. I worked for myself. But I realized 
when I read, have you read the book Cash Flow Quadrant with Robert not Kiyosaki? Not, a, not that I one. I highly recommend. One. Yeah, he did. Everybody knows him for. Rich um, dad, poor dad. Yes, yep. rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. Well, this is sort of a funny story. So I, as a real estate appraiser, you basically drive around in your car all day long. Mm-hmm. And I, this was before the age of streaming, Audible and all that kind of stuff. So I would go to the Barnes and Noble and I would look in the audiobook section for the stuff that was on clearance because audiobooks were really expensive back then. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because I found some guy named Robert Kiyosaki and it was three books and it was on like 70% off clearance. I'm like, sold. I didn't even really know what it was about. <laughs> and it's kind of like, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Yes. If you pay attention, there are markers for you to guide you along the way, even if you don't realize that's what they are. So I listened to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, got a lot out of that one. But the Cash Flow Quadrant book was the one that really changed my perspective, gave me a paradigm shift. Because what I realized was I owned a business that was really a job because I didn't leverage anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't have anybody else to fall back on if I had to go on vacation or if my client needed more than I could handle by myself or if I got hit by a bus. I was really only as good as my last job. And I did not want to have to go back into corporate, which is what I had done before I became an appraiser. I don't know. I just found that my integrity and my character and the way I like to do things didn't always match up with what my employer expected of me. So I really wanted to maintain myself as an individual who Mm -hmm. ran my own thing. It was really important to me. So when I found out through educating myself that I actually didn't own any leverage like a traditional business would, I started to get concerned (laughs) that, you know, maybe I was not quite as set up as I thought I was. And I was introduced to a business that became my backup plan and then turned into my primary income. It's residual. It's online. I love it. And I have the opportunity to leverage as well as work in teams. And I get to coach other people. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I became a coach, sort of out of necessity, making sure that the people I worked with were really set up for success. I became the head of the local training system in my area, making sure that the best of the best trainers were available for everybody in the area that works with me and beyond. And I just really embraced the ability or the opportunity to level up performance, belief, and sustainable commitment for people who really wanted to create something for themselves. And so that's what I do, both for people I work with inside of my business and also for individuals. I work with entrepreneurs, and I also work with some traditional business owners as well, helping them with some marketing and social media consulting, but also with helping them not just work in their business, but make sure yeah. they're paying attention to working on their business as well. That's interesting. It's, it's interesting what you mentioned before, as in having a business, but not having something to fall back on that um, I think a lot of people, well, especially now with the situation that has happened, a lot of people realize that people that have physical businesses, you know, like actually like restaurants and cafes and bars and, yes. and all that. And, and then you say, it's like, it's one of those things, yeah, my own boss. And then suddenly you start seeing I'm around and you're like, oh my God, I'm thinking I'm screwed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
It's amazing to me. This whole situation has really shown us what things really are. Like, I think a lot of times as business owners, we can try to avoid the stuff that's too hard or too scary or too worrisome um, challenges that come up. Well, I got to deal with what's going on today. I have clients mm -hmm. calling. I have emails to res respond to. I got a fabulous paperwork. I'll deal with those issues tomorrow. And we just don't think tomorrow is ever going to come. And I think that this whole quarantine thing that we went through, I think it showed us where the, the wheat and the chaff is in our businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully really hopefully businesses had enough wheat they could sustain two three more months mm. being closed or running on a skeleton crew and skeleton customers and can make it through but it's amazing to me some of the huge companies that faltered skipped a beat or closed as a result of everything that we've gone through at least here in the u.s yeah it's it's been a lot well especially in like i think companies that are you know, there are sociable companies, you know, like people that have like chain of restaurants and stuff like that, that you go sit there and like now you, you're, there's so much restrictions around that. And it's hard for them also to, to break even, I'd say, especially bars. I say for bars, it's a little really, really hard at the moment. And that's the place we all met, like to chit chat and, you know, have a few drinks and dance a little and, yeah. you know, forget that life exists or whatever's going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. That away exactly. Well. Right. So, but I, like, I'm, I'm again on that part. I had that book of, um, Robert Kiyosaki. I haven't had the chance to read it yet, but I remember somebody else recommended it to me. So I'm definitely going to have to get my hands on it again uh, because I have the audio as well. It was like the whole little package. And I was like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'll read the whole thing because I do love how he keeps talking about, you know, having that, that, you know, even whatever business you have always have different streams of income because you never mm. know what's going to happen. So, you know, and be smart about That's it right. as well, that you don't have to spend a lot of time in it or a lot of investment yes. or, you know. Experts are <laughs> recommending that we each have five to seven streams of income just to maintain a lifestyle. Five to seven. That's so different from go get a job, yeah. work until retirement, and then live the good life for as many years as you have left. Yeah. People can't do that anymore. It doesn't work for no. the average person. No, because also you know? when they did, it's like, okay, instead of getting the seven different in income streams of income, they will work 24-7 that job to be able to make that money. And then there's no time left to spend with your family, with yourself, or, you know, to do something to actually spend that money you're making. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What are you doing with all that? You know? Exactly. And... <clears throat> Pardon me, Trista. So Trista, tell me a little bit. You mentioned something before that I really, really love the way you help your clients. Because uh, we were talking about, you know, there's that traditional, I'm like, okay, this is how you have to run your business. And this is the only way you're going to be successful. So if you don't get up at five o'clock in the morning, you'll never be successful in your life, which is not true, guys. <laughs> I think that, sh that shit has sailed by this stage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you just gotta be smart with your time. You know, do things that are actually productive. Yes, I'm like, if I would get up at three o'clock in the morning, start working at five. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be asleep by two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, that's me done for the day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or you'll be in bed by seven, that's for sure. <laughs> Although I will say, I heard, I heard a philosophy about this. So yeah. interesting that you bring this up. I heard a doctor, I forget his name, um, he was, you know, talking about a book he'd re recently written, but his philosophy was interesting about going to bed early and getting up early. What he said is, at the end of the day, your willpower has sort of been used up. And so you'll end up drinking or eating or consuming media that maybe is not that good for you because your willpower is down and it's the end of the day and you're sort of tired and you don't want to be responsible anymore. You've been responsible all day already. <laughs> and so by going to sleep earlier, what he said was that you actually um, are, are going to bed before you've used up your willpower so that when you wake up, you have a renewed sense of rest and rejuvenation and willpower mm -hmm. And you can get more done. And I'm not a proponent of get up at five, work out. You know, I'm not, I don't um, promote that. Although I know a lot of people do. I, I agree with you. Do what works for you. But I have been going to sleep just one hour earlier. And I'll tell you, I'm eating less snacky food at night. Like, yeah. hmm, what can I eat? What's in my cabinet? What do I want? What are going to make some chips, maybe some salsa. I'm doing that less. And that's the biggest thing I've seen is that I'm not snacking so much late at night. Um, I wouldn't say I'm super productive <laughs> for that extra hour, but I would say that I have more peace and calmness in the morning. I don't feel as rushed. Yeah. I have fewer times where I'm getting in front of the computer and eating my breakfast simultaneously because yeah. I got kind of a late start. So that's pretty cool. And I've been just to the last few days, I've been trying it out. And, and that's part of my philosophy with coaching is definitely that we are all individuals and we could, we could put people into certain archetypes and personality types. Have you ever seen those um, things that are on Facebook a lot, you know, take this survey and we'll tell yes. you which Star Trek character you are or, yes. you know, which real housewife you are. <laughs> what kind Anything of wine like you are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So we could certainly put ourselves into those baskets but each person at the end of the day is an individual and we really are all a combination of our experiences, our past mm -hmm. and our decisions. Absolutely. Because all those things really culminate into a mindset. And so when I work with people, it's much more of an intuitive process than a structure like here's my course, here's the steps to follow. The way we work is I get to know the person I'm coaching pretty well. Not so much personally as I do who they are as an entrepreneur, how they show up, specifically what is their current structure, like how do they set themselves up? Do they use a calendar? Do they fly by the seat of their pants? Are they more digital? Are they more paper? Just like little things like that, mm -hmm. that as a mosaic, create them as an entrepreneur because all those little pieces matter. And then I look to see what specific ways they work. And I look for what's working and what's not working because chances are, if you're calling a coach, there's a place or a couple places where you feel like you'd like to do this better. You need some support. Mm -hmm. So I Absolutely. take them through that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I take them through that process and then we create a plan and the plan is based not on where we are now, but where we're looking to get to. I've done a lot of work over many, many years of coaching people with goals and creating a goal is like a business plan or a vision plan for yourself, your business, what you're looking to create. 
And so by creating it from the end in mind and working your way backwards, you have a much better likelihood of getting there than trying to see in the distance, mm -hmm. like, where am I going? <clears throat> you know, that's almost a force through the trees problem. Yeah. But if I can look with you and, and create what are you working toward when we're all said and done, what is it going to look like? Now we can actually work our way backwards. That's a much better way. I, I find, for me personally, I think it's a much better way to work it. It makes, um, it makes you understand that, you know, you know those moments that you said, like you have that goal, you have that vision, and sometimes you can't, you know, you haven't reached there at the time you, you put yourself up to, you know? And yeah. that, that way you don't feel like, okay, I have failed, or what am I doing wrong? It's like, okay, we retrace the steps, the steps, and it's like, okay, what have I missed there? Should I do this differently? You know, try to understand what, what was there that might have gone not wrong i won't say wrong because i don't think there's wrong or right you know but just to tweak little things and say like okay we'll try it again here we go <laughs> yes <laughs> well the other thing that it does is it gives you a map so if you've done this let's say for the next six months i know exactly where i want to be six months i've worked my way backwards and now i'm two weeks in mm -hmm. well by two weeks in i know i better be at this mile marker if I'm there, I'm on track. If I'm not, I better tweak things, measure, monitor, adjust, and control. You know, I better look and see, well, what didn't I, is it that I didn't do what I said I would do? Mm -hmm. Is it that what I'm doing isn't as effective as I expected it to be? And so we're tweaking along the way. It's, you know, we yeah. create that yeah. map, but then of course you have to tweak it. Yeah. I also have a saying I love, which is, um, shoot for the moon and you may not hit it but you'll land among the stars oh you, that's beautiful i love yeah. it <laughs> i love so it so even if you don't oh go ahead no go ahead go ahead trista well i was just gonna say even if you don't hit your actual goal we do something for the future that's a little bigger than your comfort zone wants it to be so that even if you miss a little bit you'll still hit the marker for where you wanted to go that's awesome. It is, it's, we, we tend to forget sometimes, we will try to look at the bigger picture and we tend to forget the little things that we have accomplished, you know, in the, in the way. It's just like Hansel and Gretel, you know, like leaving those little trays of like, you know, breadcrumbs <laughs> and it's like, okay, let me go back. And then it's like, oh my God, look at everything I have picked, you know, everything I have built already. So I think that going back, is, it's, it's a good way to remind ourselves when, you know, because as entrepreneurs, you know, you know, Trista, you go through those ups and downs and like one day it's great. The other day it's like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. And then again, and That's right. you know, so it's good to remind yourself that, okay, the progress that you do that, although, you know, sometimes it's not, not everything. I don't, I don't believe everything is financial when you do this, you know, it's great to make money. Don't get me wrong. But the whole process and the growing and the learning and, and becoming more who you were born to be, I think that is something that is priceless that, know that it, it, it takes all in the process and the little steps for sure you know you talk about the roller coaster <laughs> ride of being an entrepreneur and it's so true because things don't happen the way we think they should you know if you look at that if you've ever seen that meme about success we want this to be the starting point and this is the end in a straight line mm -hmm. but it's really very very squiggly and maybe sometimes we go backwards and there's failures and lessons we've learned and 
so many different things that come up when you're on your way to success. And it's what you do and who you are during the low points that makes the difference between a successful entrepreneur and one that gave up and went to try and find a job. Because it's those times where we have to really look in the mirror. Do we believe in what we're doing? Do we believe in ourselves that we can actually be the mm. ones to accomplish it? And do we have faith in the process so that we can stay the course? Patience is also really key. So those three things, patience, belief, and faith, are really important because without them, when you hit that dip, you just end up staying there and you start to believe you'll yeah. never make it. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. It's just like, there's something that, okay, that I don't quite understand. And also guys, because I'm, I'm saying this out loud because it's something that I have gone through as well. But Trista, you know, like you go to college, Let's say let's you go to college it takes you years for college you go through your adolescence until you turn into what do you call yourself to be a mature person <laughs> <laughs> adult <I guess. laughs> it, it's not at a certain age it's not that like okay by the time i'm 18 i'm gonna be a grown-up you know right. you still, you still, i don't know the process of learning <laughs> some people never grow up you know some people take longer than others so but <laughs> What I never understand is like when people start their business, why is always like this rush for everything? You know, it's like, okay, if I haven't made money in two years or if I haven't made money in a year, I'm a complete failure, you know? Mm. And you wouldn't say that to yourself when you're 18 or when you're in college and you miss, you know, you fell an exam. What do you do? You go and try it again, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm going to pass this. And I, I feel like sometimes for entrepreneurs is that it's just like they, no, I'm not talking to everybody, but it's just like, it's, it's this rush of making it, everything happen so fast because most people think that that's the own, that's, that's when you are successful. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. You know, first of all, the first thing that comes to mind is the 10,000 hour rule that it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert in something. And so we do need to have the knowledge that we've learned from our own experience. I can read every book, take every course, but mm. until I've gone on the court, made the words with my own mouth, saw the reaction with my own brain, and made decisions and tweaked it, that's how we learn. It's gotta be a visceral process, and that's, I think, where that 10,000 hours comes from. But I think it's because we get out there as entrepreneurs, and the only people that think that we are making a good decision are other entrepreneurs who <laughs> yeah, are getting to be a larger group, <laughs> but they are still the minority. Yeah. Your parents, your siblings, right? Your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your best friends, your old coworkers, they what all think you you're doing? making a terrible decision. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? That idea is never going to fly. What is this business you're starting? <laughs> and so we have something to prove. And so I think that's part of it that makes us in a hurry. But I think the other thing is we just have short attention spans. I'm sorry to say, you know, if something's not a get rich quick, then it's like it doesn't work. And the people who have the patience, the faith and the belief in themselves, those are the people that make it because they can survive past those doubts. Mm -hmm. That rush, I think, is created by the doubt. I better hurry up and do this before yeah. I prove to myself I'm never going to make it. Yeah. 
Okay, I, I, I can see it that way. I can see it on that way with somebody trying, you know, pushing, pushing yourself. Because that's what you do. It's like you hit one, you know, you go one place and then you're like, okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's, you know, or let's tweak this. But what I'm trying to say is like, you know, some people say like, you know, like we're going back to the credentials. Like people will go, oh, okay, I'm going to look out what your credentials are. And that's why if you made such and such amount of money or this and that and and there's the whole thing behind it because people also we have to we have to understand that a lot of entrepreneurs go by that say fake it till you make it you know and <laughs> they, sometimes things are not really as, <laughs> you know they're not really as they should be like you think in somebody's like oh i just made like 10 grand in a month and i'm like you've probably been working your business for three years you know and you finally got mm. rid of your blocks and you're like okay now boom I made it. I mean, now I finally made 10 grand after three years of busting my ass, you know? <clears throat> <laughs> I just find like, just that this is a topic that not a lot of people talk about, you know, and um, because everybody wants the quick results. And I, I, you know, I do understand sometimes we live in a world that it's just like, we want, we want the pain to go away. We want our situation to go away. We want everything to go away much differently. Uh, for you that you've been doing this for the past 15 years and, and you keep doing it, what's the biggest joy that brings you from your business? What is, the, what is for you the meaning of success for you in your business and for your clients? I would love to answer that, but I want to also go back to something that just mm -hmm. occurred to me that I'd love to add to the previous conversation, which is I think that as entrepreneurs, we are doing other up and coming entrepreneurs a disservice by only sharing our successes. I think that one of the things that could happen is we want to share how great we've done and how we've made it. Mm -hmm. The person you're talking about who worked three years and did nothing. And then finally they figured out the formula and they made 10 grand in a month. They haven't shared what they went through typically to get that. Now they're the expert of how to do it so that it works. But they have all that experience and that background that the person they're training doesn't have. So I think if we can be more transparent about the rocky road it took to get here, I think that that would be a huge service to newer entrepreneurs and that it would create a more realistic expectation of what's possible. So I wanted to put that in for that conversation because I think that's super important. Thanks, Tristan. Um Yeah. Thank you. No, because I, I, I completely agree with you. It's that, um, you know, when you, I, I started two and a half years ago. So no, over two years ago. Sorry, October is going to be three years. But when I first started, it was just like all this flashy thing. So it's just like I was so naive to everything, you know, and I'm like, ah, and everything was so exciting. And, and it is, it is. You're starting your businesses and like, you know, but at the same time, there was, you know, business has changed so much, I think. And women have taken things in a much different perspective as men have, you know, with, with the selling, with the pain points, let's say, or with the talking you into put your house for, you know, for sales, you can sign up with a coach, you know, things like mm. that. I think we have in a way, I think in the past three years, that's why probably I see, I see that women have changed that, you know, there's still women that work that way that look, 
if they want to keep working with that way, it's fine. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs who are more spiritual, intuitive, like yourself, like myself, have shifted that a bit because you know that feeling of fear already of, you know, jumping in and do something new and then jump in, jump in and, you know, putting your whole car for sale, your car for sale, whatever it is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask yeah. anybody to do that, you know, leave <clears throat> me personally. Uh, you know, but, but, but it's that, it's changing those paradigms and changing the way that you attract your clients that is not from only the pain part, you know, it's just like, it's everything combined because mm. it's not that we're here, yes. you know, suffering our whole entire life. And that's why we change. We change also because we've seen the things differently. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I think that you hit the nail on the head with that. Thank you. <laughs> just just get a very passionate. Just like I'm going, I'm going to keep talking. So. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> and you asked me. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you asked me what gives me joy in what I do. And it's definitely this, like the exchange of information where we're actually, like you can feel the creative energy flowing between the two people. When I'm doing that with someone and I'm their coach, I know that that's going to extend beyond our conversation and give them kind of a wave to take action on. And that just gives me so much joy. My process when I work with someone is I'm very direct. I'm very Mm -hmm. honest. I don't pull any punches, but I do it with unconditional love. When we set up the relationship, the early stages of the relationship, we're really bonding as client and coach. And that's because it's important that you, as my client, know I'm all in for everywhere you're willing to go, I'll go. And I unconditionally support and love you and I want you to succeed. My motto is I want, um, I want you to win whatever winning looks like to you. Mm-hmm. And I want to help you do that. So I come from there whenever I'm coaching someone. And because of that, no matter what we need to discuss, even if it's tough love, they know that it comes from a place of I'm here to support you to win because that's what you said you wanted. Yeah. Because you don't always remember that you want to win. Sometimes you forget that and then you remember that you're actually a piece of crap who's not worth anything. <laughs> and that's how you show up. So if I'm trying to help you win and you believe that you're worthless, we're not going to get very far. No, you know? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, 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 I love the way you work and like what you bring into people. I think, like I said, there's, I think a lot of things are changing and there's a lot of, uh, there's more love involved when it comes to coaching as in, as in bringing that jump in because of fear kind of thing. Uh, that's, did I get a little clear? Does that make sense? You know, that motivating somebody from that part of love of like, okay, you can actually do this. Not because you're going to miss something, just because the fact that you can actually do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I love fear because I believe that's really the only two. Sure. So I think that you hit the nail on the head with the love and the fear because I believe that that's really the only two places that we can come from. We're either coming from love or we're coming from fear. So if you take any action, thought, or word, and you take it 
all the way back to its original, original origin, which is probably based on you as like a four or five or six or seven year old, if we have to be honest, right? <laughs> if you take it back all the way to the original, the seed of that is either love or it's fear. And so what you're saying about, you know, that love and fear, which one is it? That's really the question. Are you showing up to be an entrepreneur from a place of love or a place of fear? Are you showing up as a powerful creator who believes that you deserve the best life has to offer? And so do I, or are you coming from, oh my gosh, I hope this works. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. I don't know if this thing is a scam. I don't know if it's ever going to come through. What if I lose my house? I was just talking to somebody, I think this morning, and she said, I have this thing. I always joke that sooner or later, I'm going to end up living in my car with my dog. And I said, please stop saying that to yourself, even as a joke, because that's creating something every single time you say it, even as a joke. Don't do it. The universe doesn't know you're joking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, you said it was like, have the these, most, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, we have these recordings that go on in our head and we don't even realize it. We're an autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. But like it is. And we keep saying it. You know, you, you keep saying that to yourself and then you're like, oh, and then things happen. You're like, oh, I wonder how did that happen? Duh. Right. Or we use it as evidence that it's going to be true. Yes. I mean, it's such a weird paradigm. If I continue to say, I'm a piece of crap, I don't deserve success, and life is hard, evidence shows up. See, see, I knew I was actually mm -hmm. a piece of crap and I don't deserve yeah. success and life is hard. Yeah. I told you, but really, it's actually the opposite. It starts with your words and thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. Everything you're seeing as evidence is just what you created, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because you blame it on your thoughts, or you go, oh, there you go, karma again. And I'm like, karma hasn't done anything. <laughs> Leave karma alone. <laughs> it's always because I'm like, how many, how many karmas can you have in your life? I'm like, I know you have that moment in your life that it's like, palm, and it's like that, you know, that slap to the face that you're like, okay, yeah. things have to change. I got this. All right, thank you, universe, <laughs> and I'm going on my way. Yeah, yeah. Know? But every, everything after, I think it's like, it's a lot of one choice in the way we talk about, like you said, to talk about ourselves, talk to ourselves, the way we express things that we want as well. You know, it's just it, it, like, you know, especially like people does that a lot with money. It's like, oh, I don't have enough or I'm broke or, you know, oh, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills or this, or that, and the next. And it's just already there ingrained that whatever they make, it's just, it's never enough instead of trying to learn how to manage it and how to start talking about money in a different way that to attract it more. Absolutely, for sure. Money conversations are very insidious because we are often raised with them mm -hmm. and we don't realize that we are even having negative thoughts about money or lack thoughts about money. I catch myself too. And it's a constant thing we have to be aware of while we're reprogramming, while we're resetting our thoughts, our base thoughts, we've got to be so aware of it because everything you do, say, wear, social um, activities, hobbies, it all comes from you trying to create some sort of construct of what you think life is supposed to look like. And we do so much of it on autopilot. We don't realize even 
what we're reinforcing if we don't start paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay. Trista, I said it. I said it to everybody. You're gonna love this podcast. I can be talking to you forever. <laughs> I, I love this. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we we said that you said that before. We both agree. It's like we both have enough attention spam. So we're gonna keep. That's it right. Here. <laughs> before you like completely right. forgot, or you're like, oh no, I don't want to hear you guys anymore. So Trista, <laughs> before we go, let me. Can you share with us? I'm gonna drop them in the podcast as well. But can you share with us where? Uh, they can find you to work with you to get to know you more sure lovely you want to get to know her more (laughs) yes I would love to so the first thing I'll say is I have a website you can find me at iwokeupawesome.com because I think we all woke up awesome exactly as we are right now you're already awesome (laughs) so that's the name of my coaching business I also have a podcast that I want to mention because it's so fun Um, For people who are in the U.S. and countries where you actually can get a vanity license plate, I find people who own those plates and I find out the story behind the plate, but it's so much more than that. We really get to know their humanness, their struggles, what they're proud of, and the things they've accomplished. And there's some very, very cool people that have told their stories as just as a result of, hey, that's a cool license plate. What's the story behind it? So that's a really great um, opportunity to connect with me as well. And I have a free gift that I'll mention too, which Mm -hmm. is I wrote a book called More Leads Than You Can Call. And you can find it at moreleadsbook.com. And it's really about the idea that your network is determining your net worth. So if you level up your influencers in your network and level Mm -hmm. yourself up as an influencer, you'll have so many people to call, you'll never run out. I love that. I'm like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of networking and meeting people. And we're saying before, because even doing this, doing the podcast, you get to meet so many different people and you start understanding people more. I think it's, you know, that, um, cause you do it with something that is so simple. It's just like, you know, a vanity plaque. And then suddenly it's like, there's a whole story behind that. If you never got to that part, you would have probably never got to know that person you know, and, and what's behind that's right. it and what's behind it. Cause I mean, we all have a story. I think we all have something, you know, that shaped us to be who we are today that uh, made you like use yourself. You became a coach because of your life experience and you know, and that's what we do, what we do. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Trista, thank you so much. Lovey. Thanks for your energy, for opening up for uh, this lovely conversation. <laughs> thank you everybody yes. for listening. Thank you. I had a great time. (laughs) Me too. It was a pleasure, Lovie. Okay, everybody. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause, and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms, or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause, or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, life, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.